Welcome to the trials and tribulations of a 40-something. My name is Amanda and my main goal with this podcast is to share other people's journey. How they face challenges and struggles but yet turn their lives around. If this can give another person a sense of hope that they can do the same and move forward in a positive way, well then I am fulfilling my goal. Today I'm joined by Crystal, the amazing soul behind Finding Feathers. Crystal is an intuitive healer and uses tools such as energy work and yoga to help you heal and grow on a deeper level. Like all of my guests so far, she has had her fair share of struggles, having experienced sexual, physical and emotional abuse. However, she refuses to let this define her and instead chooses to forgive. Crystal truly is one of Earth's angels. I'm definitely going to drop kick the phone now. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know why it's just being so temperamental today. And Full moon and all that jazz, right? <laughs> yes, it is. The moon, has, <laughs> oh, the moon has a lot to answer for, Crystal, that's for sure. So yes. I'm going to try this again. Okay. Welcome, Crystal, to what, I, what am I even called? The trials and tribulations <laughs> of 40-something. Um. Thank you so, so much for joining me on my podcast. Well, thank you so very much for having me here. I'm very excited. Yes, you were saying there before that it went dead that uh, this is your first uh, podcast. So I'm very privileged. Oh, as am I. I'm very grateful. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit about your lovely self. Um, You're the face behind Finding Feathers. I love that name. Thank you. Yoga, energy work and fitness, is that that's your area of expertise? Yeah, um, just helping others in any way that I'm able to and that works for them. So everybody's different in how what they're going through and what they need assistance with or guidance with. And yeah, I just kind of help. And those are just some of the tools in my in my tool belt that I use to help others. Very good, very good. So <clears throat> as I explained to all the guests that come on, um, the trials and tribulations, the idea behind it is that um, very few people get through life without experiencing a trial or a tribulation or quite a few um, and have managed to turn their life around in a, um, in a positive way. So whenever people are listening who are maybe currently going through uh, difficult times, that it means it kind of gives them a little bit of hope that they can do the same. So tell me a little bit about your story and finding feathers, that kind of jumps out at me. Um, the idea behind the name, where it came from, etc., etc. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, finding feathers... Um... I've had that name in the back of my mind for quite a long time. I had a bricks and mortar studio for a while, a yoga and fitness studio. A few years back, um, I left the world of uh, being a legal assistant and law clerk to take over the studio from a friend of mine um, because I've always been passionate about, you know, helping others and fitness and yoga and, and, you know, it was a chance to kind of build that, full-time and help people on a full-time basis Mm -hmm. I no longer have that bricks and mortar business but that was kind of how 
the the actual business side of this came on. Um, so backtracking a little bit for as long as I can remember, I've always helped people, uh, whether mm-hmm. I've sought them out or they sought me out. I was that that kid standing at the lights, waiting to cross the lights and somebody would walk out, an adult would walk up next to me and kind of like unload their story on me and just kind of like, oh, I don't know why I told you all that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like that beacon, I guess, <laughs> you know, wow. um, and I just always, um, always helped others. And it's just something I, I'm sure that I, that's why I'm here is to not just people, animals, plants, <laughs> everything, bugs, <laughs> whatever <laughs> needs help. I'll, I'll help them. <laughs> You're there. Yep. Um, and finding feathers, I had always um, had an attachment with nature and, you know, found feathers when I was really, really struggling and going through things. And it was just very special to me. And then I started, you know, realizing feathers mean so many different things to, to, to different people, but the underlying message is usually one of very positive standing and, you know, can be anything from like flying above and uh, what you're going through and reaching new heights and messages from loved ones and, you know, certain birds bring certain messages. Um, there's just, so many things tied to finding feathers and in my experiences they've all been of positive meanings in one way or another so when I closed my bricks and mortar studio I was going to open up a small studio in my home this is before COVID <laughs> and um COVID has that was a na- before. yeah <laughs> COVID's, COVID's <laughs> yeah it's a thing <laughs> it's hard, <I> um guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and that was the name I was going to choose because the, the studio that I took over had a name when I took it over and I didn't want to change it because, you know, it had clientele and, and, you know, the, the person, the lovely soul that I took it over from, she had named it and I I didn't want to change that. Uh, but this Mm -hmm. was building my own, um, my own thing that really resonated with me. And that name has always stuck with me for years and years and years. And when I wasn't able to open, the in-home studio due to finances and other things um I you know decided it can be a virtual studio and a virtual space of healing for others and so that's where I came up with that name that was a really long story about how I came up with that name uh but it's really to inspire people and you know when you find a feather it's usually a, a loving message or um a gift from the universe or a message from the universe or a loved one and you know it can just remind you to to let go of things and be lighter and look at things from a higher perspective you know and just take a moment and be still and just see what's around you so yeah yes sometimes we get so caught up in the the rat race that we don't notice the little things Mm -hmm. the important things um so was yoga and that kind of area was that something you've always wanted to go into? Like it's it's a brave step to leave um, uh, a secure job to then start a whole, like that's so far removed from what you were doing. Yeah. Um, yes. But no, um, it, I've, so I, before I was even certified um, to teach fitness and yoga, I was always doing boot camps and stuff at lunch for my coworkers and my friends. And, you know, we would go to the gym and I would put together like a crazy half hour boot camp for lunchtime workouts. And it was just because it was a passion of mine. I love creating new things and, you know, uh, helping people and seeing people 
you know, get better and reach goals. And mm-hmm. that's not just fitness, that's everything, right? Any type of t- goal that you have for yourself, you can, you can reach. Yeah. And sometimes we need help. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, but it's the asking for help sometimes that we struggle with. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I, I used to struggle with that. I'm, I have gotten a lot better. I still have my moments. <laughs> we all have mm-hmm. our things that we work on. Um, and, but yeah, so I, was still doing that, even though I was working in, in the legal field, I was still at lunchtime doing fitness and stuff. And then I ended up getting certified, um, in the fitness and then the yoga, because I wanted to be able to help people even more and mainly because it had helped me so much. So everything that I'm certified in doing, whether it's the energy work, fitness, the yoga, any of that stuff, um, it's because it's helped me so much. So, um, you know, I've never gone into, uh, I didn't do my yoga certification because I wanted to make money on it or anything. I really went into it because I wanted to be able to help myself through the, the trauma and stuff that I was going through and yoga, which is funny because for many years, I thought yoga was a waste of time because, um, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it and I actually didn't even try it. And it was so slow. And because where I was at, at that time, all my workouts and stuff were very aggressive. And, you know, because I was filled with a lot of anger and upset. And that's how I kind of tried to manage um, that those emotions and the stuff that I was going through was through very aggressive workouts, which is a good thing, you're still getting it out. But, you know, yoga helped me on a much deeper level. And then so I just got certified. So that way I could learn more tools for myself. And in turn, I was helping others with it, too. So it's always been I've helped myself with these tools and I would love to share that with others because, you know, I, I want everyone to be the best that they can be and, you know, to live life as happy as they can and as light and f- free of shit <laughs> as they can, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> you know, not be so weighed down. <laughs> yeah. You just, you answered, I was just going to ask you that, um, but you, you answered it yourself. Um, I was going to say, have you always, because you are a very, like we have, chatted many occasions and like very recently but yeah we have chatted you know quite a bit over that period of time and you're always an upbeat happy positive person and I was going to ask have you always been like that but then you said there that with whatever trauma you were going through and there was a lot of anger so um I take it you weren't always positive and upbeat and happy (laughs) (laughs) no um well okay so I've been through a lot in my life um and I don't I don't think like I'm grateful for everything that I went through probably not at the time I wasn't grateful for it but um I am now because I'm able to to connect with others and to help others who may be going through or have gone through similar things. And it just gives you, I think that bit more level of empathy and to be able to let people, you know, know, like what you're doing with this podcast, you know, let people know that they're not alone, that if they're going Mm -hmm. through something similar or even, it doesn't even have to be similar. Trauma is relative. Trauma is so different for everyone. What I may find traumatic, you may not and vice versa. And there's, it's no better or worse. It's just what you have in your experiences and what you have, you know, I, I always say like emotions and trauma, um, are like a big, um, rope, right. And every time you experience Mm -hmm. a trauma, a knot gets tied in that rope. And Mm -hmm. then eventually you have no rope left. 
you know, and that's usually when people are seeking help and stuff because they've come to that end of that rope, you know, quote, quotes there. And, you know, it takes time to untie all of those knots, you know, it took time to tie all those and people want healing and stuff to be overnight. And, you know, they don't realize, you know, healing, whatever type of healing, whether it be a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, it it can be messy first, it usually is, because you're digging up and reliving some stuff that is painful, whether it be through like physically, our body stores all the all, all of our emotions and all of our traumas as well. You know, you may have low back issues and, you know, we carry fear and stuff in our kidneys and, you know, there's so much that our bodies are screaming for help. And a lot of the times it's tied to our experiences, our emotions, our traumas. So, you know, it's, it's not ever just a one-stop shop and every person is different in how they heal and what they've been through. Like I find so fascinating the fact that like I don't think people realize your body like your body tells you a a Mm -hmm. hell of a lot if you listen to what your body is saying like even you know as you're saying like lower back pain and all the different little niggles that you'd be getting that you're not really they're there but you just kind of I've got I've got this but you don't pass any remarks that it you know I'm not saying it is all the time but in a lot of occasions or situations that it is stored trauma or fear or experiences that you've had that it's that's what it's there for the reason that it's there yeah and I think a lot of the times we don't realize or don't tune in because we're very very disconnected Uh, we're very disconnected to our own physical selves we're disconnected to our own emotional selves we're disconnected to the food that we eat and we're, we're just in that we've kind of been conditioned to be so disconnected from everything and a lot of the times for people it's a survival thing they don't consciously do it but they disconnect because they can't kind of handle anymore and they just kind of go into like automatic robot mode I call right where you're just mm-hmm. going through the motions and your body's screaming at you but you're disconnected from your body right you you just kind of or it's always been the norm you know for some people they eat things and I've been guilty of this before I started really paying attention, you know, you eat something and you feel like shit after or you're you yeah. have the worst stomach ache, but you still keep eating it. And, yeah. you, you know, I've mm-hmm. had so many people, well, I've, I've always been that way. Yeah, but your body's telling you that is not good for you, you know, and just because you've always had that when you eat that, maybe you should not eat that and then not feel that way. Right. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes just saying that to somebody, you know, maybe pay attention to what you eat and how you physically feel and how you, you know, what we eat and drink also affects our emotions, you know, and it's just, it's just trying to, you know, don't focus on everything all at once because you'll go crazy, but, you know, just focus on one thing. Like if you feel really run down and you have no energy, you know, maybe pay attention to what you're fueling yourself with. And that doesn't just mean food. That means what you're looking at on social media, what you're listening to podcast wise or or music, you know, are you listening to something that's really, really low in vibration? Are you watching things like the news or, or even, you know, entertainment stuff, but it's very violent or very uh, deep and sad, you know, all of that stuff is what we fuel ourselves with fuel isn't just food. It's everything that we're allowing into our energy field into our, you know, sight, sound, body, it's all connected. Yeah. And I think people just kind of, in a way, just go into autopilot. Yep. And they go through every single day. And as you said there, it's kind of like, but it's always been like this. I've always had uh, a pain here or a 
something uncomfortable there it's always so you know that's just the way it is but as you say it's not just the way it is look at it find out what or think about what you're doing who you're surrounding yourself with what um you're eating etc and yeah the i think as well you know the baby steps that's Mm -hmm. because i do believe some people totally overwhelm themselves with trying to do too much too soon and then they just give up and say nah fuck it um this isn't working i'm just gonna revert back to my old behavior but for yourself um when did you like have a moment where i've asked this to a few of the guests that you were thinking right as you said what you were before you got involved with yoga and feeling angry and all that there was there a moment when you thought right okay this isn't working i'm going to try something else and then got into yoga what was the kind of the turning point uh what was my turning point was before I tried yoga. Um, yoga was just part of my healing journey. Um, my turning point was actually when I became a mom um, because I really didn't want my daughter to grow up how I did. So okay. I grew up, um, I experienced a lot of, and this is throughout my life, uh, physical, mm-hmm. emotional, sexual abuse, like a okay. lot of different levels of different stuff and I'm an open book Mm -hmm. I I talk about anything because I've done my work where it doesn't trigger me to talk about it yeah Um, talk openly about it yeah and because I've I've healed from it um you know we talk we have moments where we we have something that maybe like trigger us or whatever but you know it's working through that and healing it you know and I really wanted to make sure that I broke that cycle of abuse And I broke that, you know, that cycle that I had been in my whole life. And, you know, um, it's stupid hard (laughs) to break a cycle. It's ridiculously hard because you're conditioned to, for certain habits, for certain thought processes, the way that you immediately react to things, you know, um, your beliefs, you're, you're conditioned that way. And a lot of the times, you know, um, the way that we react to things it's not even conscious how we react. It's just immediate reaction. Mine was anger. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got angry over everything, even though anger wasn't the appropriate response, right? It could be like, it should be fear or sadness. And, you know, it was anger because that was my, that's what saved me. That's what got me through, you know, a lot of my childhood like traumas. mechanism sort of thing? To yeah, it was anger. like, if I was angry you couldn't hurt me right like because I I was angry enough you couldn't hurt me because you wouldn't want to come near me and you know I growing up like you know I don't hold anything against my mom or anybody else in my past who who um you know my mom did the best that she could right and she did my mom was struggling with her own stuff you know and I I don't have any you know some people have hold on to that hurt and they can't forgive and that's that person's journey I forgive forgave a long time ago but it just because I forgave didn't mean that I still wasn't carrying those Mm -hmm. layers and levels of trauma you know and it's you know healing is not linear it's never a straight journey you know you may think that you're doing good and you are doing good and then something knocks you back Mm-hmm. And then you get to climb back out a little bit and then something fucking hooks you back again, right? And, <laughs> you know, it's just two steps it, forward and I'm yeah. back. Yep. But you know, and you have to remember that, like, you know, I had to teach 
myself that it was okay to hug my daughter. Right. And not for any reason, but it was never touch was never a, you know, it was like, had you associated touch with a negative kind of. Yeah. Like it was, it was, if it was, if it was a male, it was like, you, you wanted something from me. Okay. Uh, You know, a female, I didn't trust you because you were going to hurt me in some way. Right. And it was just, it was very, you know, um, I remember, you know, my mom would be pissed. Like my mom was like, she's like an anger, like a Hulk mom, you know, (laughs) like if she got mad, you didn't (laughs) want to go near, you know? And again, it's not, it's nothing against her. You know, she was struggling and dealing with everything the best that she could, you know, I, it wasn't all bad memories, right. I want to be very clear there, but the abuse and the traumas that I experienced were awful. Like, you know, she had a very bad addiction issue. And I remember when I was like about five, five and a half, you know, she was addicted to, you know, uh, Coke and Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to step on like uh, pop cans because she would use that to to smoke. And I always remember the day, like my mom got clean and on her own, like heart, hats off to her, you know, that's gotta be, I can't even imagine. And I always remember the day that she let me step on a pop can. That was like, (gasps) it was like a sense of freedom. Right. And I know it may sound silly to people, but you know, that is huge. It's, yeah, it was really yeah. big. You know, we've been homeless and, um, you know, just lots of, you know, sexual abuse and nothing mm-hmm. to do with my mom, just with other like, you know, men figures in my life that were supposed to be, you know, a safe space. So it really yeah. took me a long time to trust people. It really took me a long time to really process what I had gone through because for the longest time I was just in survival mode I was Mm -hmm. but I also had to act like everything was okay growing up I wasn't allowed to show anything but being happy I wasn't allowed to tell anybody what was going on you know I you know the it was it was a very um crazy time you know um my mom was married to a man who um, was an awful, awful, awful person. He was really, really abusive to her. He never touched me, but I had to, I would be woken up all the time at night and save her because he'd be strangling her or he'd be abusing her. And so, you know, when you're in that all the time, you're in it. Right. And, but you don't know any different. Right. So growing, growing up, I was like, okay, so this is like, what everybody goes through yeah right and when you're in it and whether you're young or you're in your teens 20s and above if you're in it and you don't know any different you know when people are like I don't know how they how they can be with somebody like that well maybe they don't know any different you know like if that is your norm you know, and sometimes yeah, you people don't know are, there's something else out there something yeah. better yeah yep and, and that's when and that's the you, thing Oh, sorry, because that's, no, that's the thing you hear so many people saying when they hear about people in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they just leave? But it isn't always as easy just to leave. As you yep. said, yes, there is that kind of, I, I know no different. This is normal for me. And that coupled with somebody who has stripped you bare of fucking confidence, self-esteem, self-worth that you think you don't deserve anything yep. better. So it isn't always easy just to get up and leave. Yep. And sometimes people don't have anywhere to go. 
you know, sometimes there's the fear that that person is going to do them harm if they leave or do harm to their loved ones. It's never straightforward. And I always say to people, you should never judge, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you've been in a similar situation, it's not those person's shoes, your situation may have looked similar, but you don't know what is underlying. So always have respect and grace when Mm -hmm. dealing with people. And I think it's really important because you don't know what that person is actually going through, you know, and especially now with the world being so fear-based and just kind of the energy in the collective is just super intense. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's just kind of angry and pissed off and just (laughs) over it all, you know, but everybody's in it together. You know, you're not the only one that is going through A, B, C, D. So why are you taking it out on that person that's your cashier or that person that's walking down the street instead? Why not do something, you know, even just smile if you don't have a mask on <laughs> you know, or say hi, you know, like you, that person may have just lost somebody, you know? Yeah. It may mm-hmm. suck that you're, you're on like unemployment or, you know, you can't go to the bar with your friend. And again, there's no judgment. Everybody finds joy in different things, yeah. but you don't know what that person's going through and you showing that person a tiny bit of compassion could possibly save that person's life because everybody's so, so at the end of their rope right now. And yeah. it's just, just be kind, you know, like everybody that's gone through stuff, everybody's gone through stuff. You don't have to have gone through sexual abuse or physical abuse to say that you've been through trauma. Your trauma can be losing somebody you love. That's super traumatic. Your trauma Mm -hmm. can be losing a pet. That's super traumatic. You know, it's, it's not a competition people. We're all human beings. We're all souls, animals included, you know, just be kind to each other and just have grace. And if you can't be kind, just shut up, <laughs> you know, like stop, yeah, exactly. yeah. stop spreading the, the hate, you know, <laughs> yeah. because you know what? And I've said this many times that being kind is, it's one of the most, I know there's some days you maybe get frustrated with yourself over whatever, but mm-hmm. as you said there, that's not the issue of somebody that you meet out by or, you know, and it's so being kind is one of the easiest things to be and to smile. It's, and I remember just when you said that, like years ago, I remember um, somebody had said to me, like smiling at somebody, like even like say take an elderly person, for example, that you could be the only person that they have seen or has smiled at them in God knows how long. Yep. So, and even for them to feel, and I've talked about this recently as well, for somebody to feel as if they are being seen, mm-hmm. like that is a huge positive feeling for that person to be mm-hmm. acknowledged, to be, oh my God, somebody took time out of, like, even if it is just, hi, how are you? You having a good day or whatever, even this, you know, the freaking small talk, the chit chat, yep. it still does make just, I don't know, it gives somebody else that kind of wee spring in their step. And it gives you a spring in your yeah. step as well. Like to, when you when you spread kindness and you you spread joy and you spread love, even in the tiniest, it comes back to you, right? Like it's just, you know, it's it's a beautiful circle, but so is fear and so is hate. You know, it's 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 all whatever you're putting out, you yeah. get back. So it, if guess. you're feeling like shit, raise your vibration by doing something nice for a neighbor or, you know, just post something nice on social media, you know, stop clicking on all the 
the crap and just start spreading more love in any way that you can. And that yeah. will help yeah. you as well, right? It's what you're, what you're feeding into yourself as well, because you're yeah. putting it out there. You're going to start feeling it back as well. So did your mom stay in that relationship with that delightful person? Uh, well, <laughs> So she um, stayed with him until he died. He was trying to evade police and he jumped off of a bridge onto the highway. Uh, He thought he was going to be able to land on the, the, the soft shoulder, but uh, he did not. So um, yeah. Um, But again, like I, you know, I was saying about be kind to a stranger. My my mom left me with strangers. I remember uh, one day we were visiting people with that, that uh, ex of hers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know these people. I was young. I was probably about, I want to say six or seven. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the room with the kids and we're all playing like a board game or something. And I hear a ton of commotion and I go running out and he's beating her up in front of all these adults (gasps) and nobody's helping her. And I'm trying like <gasps> I can, as much as you can as a seven-year-old as to try and get to oh her. My... And nobody's helping her. And I, <gasps> that sticks with me because I was powerless because one of his friends was holding me. And I couldn't do anything because I was too little. Oh but God. I remember fighting and fighting and fighting to get to her. And I remember being disgusted with all of those people for they not helping nothing. her. No, but he was a, he was a psycho. Like, he was... He was, there was something very, very, very wrong with him, obviously. Um, So I remember getting up the next morning, talking to my mom. And she said, I'm going to be leaving you here for a few days. And I was like, pardon? (laughs) Sorry, what? Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to be leaving you here for a few days. I'll be back in a few days. She's like, I need to go to the doctor and da, 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 da. So a few days turned into a few months. Um, and I did not know these people. They did not know me. They had kids of their own. They were a lower income family. I'm sure did not have another dime to feed it into the mouth, but they were the most welcoming people. Oh. I still think of them daily. I don't know who they are, but they oh changed my, my life. And it's, you know, I remember playing with her kids and she had an older son who I think had MS, um, okay. You know, and I remember we were all walking one day and we lived in Toronto. uh, Well, I lived with them in Toronto and, um, you know, we were walking by a a company that makes bread and there was all these giant uh, bags of flour, like unprocessed flour. And we stole a bag (laughs) right? because we were like, (laughs) we need to help her feed us, you know, like we're, you know, and we took three of us to bring this bag of flour home. It was like an industrial size bag of flour. And I remember bringing it home to her and she was like, what the hell are you guys doing? And we were like, well, you know, we're trying to help. And she's like, first of all, this is stealing. (laughs) Second of all, it's unprocessed. I can't do anything with it. So go take it back. And we were like, that was heavy and far. Like, we don't want to take it back. Really? We have to take it back. (laughs) So, but I, I always remember the kindness of this family. You know, they never once made me feel like I was not wanted there. They never once made me feel like I was a burden, which I'm sure I was. Um, you know, I was very, very well behaved because I was, I was just trained to be that way. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't cause problems for people because it draws attention and my family doesn't like attention. Right. So, yeah. you know, this was months and I remember we, we, um, you know, would go to like the rec center and play and 
all of that stuff. And it was just, I always remember these people, you know, and I wish I remembered who they were. I wish I remembered their name because I would love to be oh. like, I turned out great. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, compared and you had a to where, huge part to play. yeah, they're a massive part. And just the kindness of strangers, like, I'm not saying you have to take in every kid that you see, because, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm just saying, you know, show somebody kindness. You could change their life by literally just being kind to them. And it, like you said, it can just be a small conversation. It can literally be saying, hi, I hope yeah. you have a great day, you know, and the world needs that so, so badly. You know, everybody is dealing with a lot and those that aren't are hiding it, <laughs> you yes. know? Um, and if you're not dealing with the pandemic, you're dealing with your own emotional stuff. You're dealing with somebody who's going through something, you know, and, you know, self-care, I can't say enough about self-care. And it took me a long time to realize that it's not selfish. No, um, you know, you, so important. It's so necessary. It is so necessary. That... Yeah, me too. And, you know, I, you know, changing those habits, you know, from like, I went back to breaking that cycle, you know, it takes a lot of work. And that goes with any habit that you're trying to change. And it could be, you know, your thought forms to yourself or to others, you know, like, if you wouldn't say it to your daughter, your mom, Mm -hmm. your loved one, your best friend, why do you think it's okay to say it to yourself? Why? Yeah, we are our worst enemy. We are. And I, you know, I really want to help people break that because I you know I PTSD anxiety depression multiple concussions tons of physical trauma you know I've been through the works and it took me a long time to be like okay self-care is important so that way I can be the best that I can be and be the best mom that I can be and the best wife that I can be or just the best version of me and help others the best that I can because when I'm run down or when I'm you know in a fit of depression or whatever, like I'm no good to anybody, not even myself, right? N- never mind helping others. Like I can't even help myself. So why not yeah. work on that? And it's, it sucks. Self work is freaking messy sometimes, <laughs> you know? Like I think whenever you do start to, you know, whether it's self care or you're wanting to go through a healing process or whatever, once it starts getting messy and tough, that's whenever people out. throw in the towel yep. and go, yep. okay, no, I'm not doing it. I'd rather yep. just continue. But with regards, obviously, with everything that you have had been through with the sexual abuse, physical abuse and all of that there, trust would have been obviously a huge, huge obstacle. How did you begin to turn that around and start to trust like you're married Um, you've got um, you're a mummy as well like whenever your husband came into your life d- were you then like did you have to continue did, did you like sort of welcome him with open arms so to speak or did it take a lot to get you to trust him or did he just did you trust him from the get-go um so I was doing self-work before I met my husband um not even anywhere close to where I am now like I'm very happy <laughs> happy with all the all the the hoops and the shit that I've shed, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, when when I met him, we were friends first, um, okay. and he was going through a difficult time, and I was going through a difficult time. Um, but with with him, I didn't distrust him. I I um, 
you know, I came from a relationship that was not great and I was, I'm really good at, um, making things kind of putting them on the back burner, uh, putting them in a different compartment in my brain. Um, you know, like okay. I, it's, it's growing up that way. I, I had to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the stuff that I went through with my ex, I didn't want that to jeopardize any future with my now husband. So I put that okay. in his own box, right. Because okay. I don't think that he should have had to suffer for anything that I went through in, in my past relationship. Yeah. Um, but that was a long time coming, you know, like I didn't, trust and I still have trust issues with people um Mm -hmm. you know but I a lot of that now is more intuitive right I I learned to very much trust my intuition even you know when my my husband and I were dating and stuff just anything intuition wise I anytime I went against that people listen up (laughs) anytime you go against your intuition you're going to regret it (laughs) oh your gut never lets you down no never 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 it's that you know whether it be a small thing that it's telling you go with it listen to it you know and you know my intuition has saved my life and um I've also gone against it and very much regretted it so you know just just listen to it because it's 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 true it's a higher form of communication from your higher self or your gut instinct or whatever you want to call it it is there for your best interest And, you know, when you start listening to that, things get so much clearer and so much easier, right? Because instead of that ego going on in your head, like, oh, your boyfriend's cheating on you or, oh, you know, um, he said he's working late, but is he, you know, all that stuff that, you know, distrust comes with, you know, your intuition is like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) And you're like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. And you you know, it's kind of working out, which is your gut. Mm -hmm feeling and which is your mind and paranoia going into overdrive and it's you know no one right okay this doesn't like how do you how do you determine which is which is which yeah and so, which, which voice to listen to <laughs> so with your intuition I have found even if it's a bad intuitive thing like where I say bad where it's like oh you know something's happened right? You get that like gut drop and stuff, but you don't get panicked. You don't get that emotion that comes with that. You do like, say it's like, oh, so-and-so hasn't called me. Uh, I never use anybody's name or anything because I don't want to tempt fate, obviously, right? So-and-so hasn't called me. (laughs) Something's wrong, right? Um, And, you know, but your intuition is like, yep, something's wrong. So instead of like, if it was your, your mind or your ego or, or that negative self-talk, it'd be like something's wrong and it would spiral. It would spiral okay. and you would think all the things and you would feel all the emotions and you would, you know, all of that stuff. Whereas when and it's add, your intuition. Like, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you feel all the negative uh, emotions, thoughts, all of that stuff. When it's your intuition, it's like, here's, here is a piece of information mm-hmm. and it doesn't spiral. It's just, this is what it is. Okay. And this is what we can do about it. It's more calm. I want to say it's like that calm yeah. friend that can like talk you down as opposed to the friend that's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that friend that like likes to stir the shit, you know what I mean? That's what that negative self-talk is because that negative self-talk or that ego or that whatever you want to call it, you know, it's, it's that friend that likes to stir the shit. Whereas your intuition is like, here's the facts. This is what's going on. 
and I'm giving you a heads up so that way you can think rationally about how to deal with it. Like it's, it's a very and different when you. This is how we're going to yep. deal with it. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. But you have. I love that. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. That, I've never thought of it that way. And yep. whenever you're explaining it, that is exactly what it's right. Whenever it is your gut, it is that kind of, it's in a calm way. And it's like, yep. right. Okay. This is where we're at. This is what we're going to do. Whereas yep. then. The other way, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's the worst case scenario. Yep. Meanwhile, they're <laughs> like, oh, my battery died. You're like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then you've worked up into that frenzy yeah. and the stress that that puts on you. And it just, it's a cycle, right? But it's, it's not like an overnight, nothing is an overnight fix, right? Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, we're in that society where we want that quick fix. We want to lose weight in like five days. You know, we want to be rich in five days. We want next day delivery thank you Amazon you know like everything is now (laughs) and that is not real life you know we've built real life up to be that and that is not real life you know your your traumas took time to build up to anxiety or to depression or you know all of your experiences have built up to you know you not wanting to move your body or you not knowing how to listen to your body or not knowing how to let go of things you know it's and there's no right or wrong. Nobody is better or worse. We are all in my mind and my, my heart, we are all equal. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, if you're a healer or if you're somebody who's never done work on yourself a day in your life, we're all equal. We're just on different paths. And I think it's really important that people remember to respect where people are on their paths. You know, there's been clients that I work with and I'm like, oh, I just want to shake you because you have so much potential and you know what you need to do and you're not doing it, you know, because I just, I, I, everybody, I want to help as many people as I can, right? That is why I'm here on this earth. And I hundred percent believe that. Um, But, you know, you have to remember everybody does things in their own way. You know, I'm not perfect, far, far, far from it. Right. And, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, sometimes it's easier. And, you know, we may, as yourself, you help people as well. And we want to like fix people because we want them to be better. And, you know, but it's their journey, you know, you can't fix people, you can just guide them. And you can give them tools. But it's ultimately up to those people if, you know, you know, they want to use them. Yeah, mm -hmm. move forward with what you're advising. Yeah, you'd mentioned something, a word at the beginning that Mm -hmm. you said, a long time ago mm-hmm. I was actually speaking to somebody else who had suffered um abuse as well and he had said the same that he f- has forgiven the person um so have you that that must be very challenging I know ultimately like as he had said and you might have the same thought process he had to forgive for himself not for the person who did it yeah because yeah. it just would have eaten away at him yeah, I so I have forgiven all the people in my life who have were supposed to be there as a support or as an adult or as a, you know, and they abuse that in one way or another. Yeah. And there's been a lot. Um, but I've forgiven all of them. Like the person you're talking about, just because you forgive doesn't mean you're giving the okay. You're yeah. not okay with what they did. You're not mm-hmm. saying, okay, I, I, I agree with what you did, or I'm okay with what I, what you did, or, you know, you're not saying anything. What you're doing is you're, you're releasing the power that they have over you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're holding on to that anger or sadness or grief or whatever anger, whatever emotion um, that you're hanging on to, and 
I understand hanging on to it because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a form of protection against somebody yeah. else doing the same thing. And it's a form of defense and it's a form of you saying, I'm not going to let anybody else do that. So I'm going to hold on to this feeling, you know, and it's, it's, it's understandable why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm also a very competitive person. Like I love sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I didn't want those people to win, you know, and I, how they were winning was taking the joy out of my life still, even okay. though I have not seen you in many, many, many years, you know, mm-hmm. why am I allowing your energy and all of that shit in my energy field, in my thoughts, in my, yeah. you know, I, no, <laughs> no, thank you. It's, so, it's you not going to happen. No. And it's, it, it is difficult to forgive for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's a process like, like everything. And, you know, it's a really big step in healing because, you know, when you're holding on to that, you know, with all of those emotions, they're low vibrational, right? And with, you know, we want to feel good. And when we feel good, we vibrate higher, you know, everything's yeah. energy. Um, you know, you've been around people um, that, you know, there's something about them, you're like, Oh, my God, I just love being around them. I feel so good. And you know yes. what I mean? Like, they just they fill you. And that's yeah. that high vibrational. And then there, we all have been around those people or have those friends that you're like, Oh, my God, they're so draining. Like, I just, you know, and <laughs> the energy because, yeah, you know, or they're just so angry, you know, and you're like, I feel angry when I'm around them, you know, because energy is we're all energy, we feel it, we reflect it. You know, that's why they say surround yourself with people that you make you feel good because it's yeah. true, you know, and, um, but yeah, I, I, I had to forgive in order to heal. Um, and it took me a while to do that. Um, but it's worth, it's worth the journey. It is, it's was worth. There, was there a, a kind of, uh, right. You controlled my past, but I don't want you to control my future. So I have to learn how to forgive. Yeah, it was, that was eventually a realization, um, kind of how I came about it. So when I, when I, my, my daughter's turning 20 in September. So, um, but when I did become a mom, um, you know, I didn't want. Sorry. Hi, Mad that we became mummies <laughs> very, like I became a first time mummy in August. It'll be 20 years ago. And then you oh. became a mummy in September. Oh my goodness, Krista. That's weird. See, soul sisters, I tell you. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's your what's your is it a daughter? A son. What what's his birthday? He he is the third. Wow. I am August twenty second. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're both Leos. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you're a Leo then. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that was that was kind of my turning moment, because I was like, I I don't want to be like my mom. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have the temper uh, that my mom had. And, um, you know, it was and then when I started like releasing anything that I felt um, like, there was never a I, I never a moment where it clicked all at once it's always in Mm -hmm. bits and pieces right it was like okay so I forgave my mom and then after that it was like okay well I have 
intimacy issues because of these three assholes, you know? Um, Okay. So I'm not gonna allow that. And, you know, it's all bits and pieces. Like we can't do everything all at once. We, even if you're working on one thing, it takes work to work on that one thing. But when you get to the other side, it's so good. It's so good. Whatever your healing is, you know, whether it's addiction, whether, you know, whatever it is, when you get to that other side, you wonder how you stayed there so long. You know, and it's just, it's having people around you to support you in the changes that you're making, like yourself, you help people, I help people, you know, whatever they're going through, you know, and I, if I'm not the best match for somebody, that's why I chat with people first. It's not a personal thing. We're not all compatible with each other and that's okay. You know, there's somebody out there who's better suited to, to help that person. I will help them find that person, you know, and it's just, it's not an ego thing. You know, there can be no ego when you're trying to help people from an authentic place it's truly you want the best for that person and if that means that person goes elsewhere to get help then that's perfect because at least they're getting help yeah there's no ulterior motives no no not in it thinking well what can I what can I get from this what can I get from this but just something you'd said there about um whenever you've gone through the the work and it's it's such a better place whenever you've done that it kind of you know that we sort of saying the grass isn't always greener mm-hmm. well sometimes the grass is a lot greener on the yep. other side <laughs> and it's filled with wildflowers and yes. butterflies and you know <laughs> rainbows and <laughs> yeah. unicorns and... yep pots of gold <laughs> <laughs> or chocolate whatever your deal is it's wine <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say that <laughs> yep you know and it's just you know um I have a lot of you know, clients or people that I talk with and, and stuff that, you know, self-medicate um, to get through things. Yeah. And you just mentioned wine. So that's what triggered me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy a glass of wine for sure. Um, uh-huh. And I think everything in moderation and everything Absolutely. that works for you, right? Yes. Like if you smoke weed, I'm not encouraging it, but I'm just saying if you smoke weed yep. and it fills you with anxiety, why are you doing and, it? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you smoke weed and it helps you with your chemo treatments, yes. good for you. You know, like I'm not saying yeah. that you have to have cancer to smoke weed. I, and I don't care yes. what people yeah. do as long as they're not hurting yes. anyone else. You do what works for you, you know. But if you're doing something, whatever that something is, and if you and find that you're yeah. drinking because you've had an awful day and you're drinking every day, yeah. you're not going to help yourself, right? It's it's that self-medication, you know, we, and again, I have nothing wrong with whatever yeah, you want to do you said, if you're doing whatever it is that you're doing if it's making you feel even more shit yeah then yeah. that's really defeating the purpose and you need yeah. to kind of revisit that and think okay right this isn't making me feel better yeah but what but there is there most definitely is something out there that you can do that will make mm-hmm. you feel better yep and that's a lot of what what we do right is we help figure out what so like you know, I, I work with people and, you know, even when I was first building my business, they're like, well, okay, well, who's your niche? And I was like, mm-hmm. every fucking person. I know, I can <laughs> never, I can never answer that one. <laughs> right? And I was like, if you need help, I will, do, if I, and, and I'm able to help you. I'm not saying I can help everyone because I can't. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that your who comes into your life is meant to help you or you're meant to help them. You know, people come in and out of your lives for whatever reason, you know, and I, I think, you know, Yes, if you have gone through stuff or you, you're 
you know, I help people that want to exercise daily versus I help people who have lifetimes worth of trauma and multi Mm -hmm. multi lifetimes worth of crap that they're carrying, you know, and I help them differently and the same, whereas I'm there for them to help them decide what works for them. I'm not saying, okay, so you have A, B, and C, and your only way to get better is to do this. (laughs) That's stupid, right? Every person's different. Um, You know, it's, it, it doesn't work like that, you know, and, and what, and what worked for you last week may not work for you this week because you're different this week, (laughs) right? People are, you know, people forget that, you know, you either grown or not grown. There's no right or wrong, right? You've either shed some stuff or you're still holding it or you've taken on more stuff. And, you know, that meditation that used to calm you down, no longer calms you down or that yoga flow you don't like, or that energy treatment, you know, doesn't work or that counseling, whatever, you know, and you know, that's okay. You can change, you know, if it's not working for you. Yes. Well, we should be. Some people don't. Well, yeah, some people do stay, remain stuck yep. in the one place. But Crystal, with your mom now, do you have a relationship with her or is it um, strained so, or? So we, it's a kind of a odd thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very close with my grandmother, my mom's okay. mom. Yeah. And um, I... I want nothing but the best for my mom. Yeah. But my mom is a type of person. She's a bit complex. She mm-hmm. would give you the shirt off of her back. Okay. But at the same time, she's also a very selfish person. Right. Okay. So it's very, very odd. It depends on the day. It depends on who you are and depends on how she's feeling. And that's, okay. that's just how she is. Um, but I, I keep in touch with her, but at an arm's distance because I, I do, because she's my mom. I do love her, you know, regardless of what yeah. we've been through, she's still yeah. my mom. Yeah. Uh, but I also respect myself enough not to allow you to drag me into your stuff, not to allow you to take advantage of me, whatever the case is. So I, I do talk to her, but at an arm dis- arm's distance, just to make sure, you know, everybody's okay and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I also don't want, you know, I, I don't think if she was like still, you know, she's not an addict anymore. Um, mm. You know, she just has her, her own stuff that she's still working through, but she's not necessarily working through them. Right. So she's one of those people that has chosen not to move forward. And that's her journey. There's nothing, yeah. I, nothing right or nothing wrong. That's your choice. We all have choices. Um, but with that choice means that I don't have a very close relationship with her. But and again, I think that's a choice. Some people, yeah, I think some people have the mindset that because the person is their mom or their dad or a sibling that you know a blood relative that they have to have continue to have them in their life even though it's a toxic relationship even though them mentally emotionally they still think oh but but she's my mom or he's my dad and you are allowed to you know keep your distance irrelevant of whether or not it's a blood yep yep I I think um a lot of it is society right like when I tell people like I don't really have a relationship with my mom the reactions you get from people you know and I'm like (gasps) yeah but oh yeah yeah like it's like okay calm down like (laughs) you know (laughs) it doesn't affect you one way or another so yeah um you know and it's just again it goes back to that you know be compassionate with others meet them where they're at uh get rid of that 
you know, there's something that I say at the beginning of my yoga, when I used to te- teach like live yoga, and then with the clients that I teach, you know, is, um, and I picked it up from one of my yoga trainings, and it's always stuck with me. It's, um, you know, let go of competition, expectations, and judgments that we have of ourselves, and that we have of others. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's something simple to say, but, yeah. you know, sometimes not so simple to do. And it's just, you know, before you say something to somebody or before, you know, you judge them, just take a breath, <laughs> pause, and, you know, just think like, is this going to help anybody? Is this truthful or is it opinion that I'm about to say, you know, is it going to help this person or hurt them? You know, and would I want this said to me? you know, those kind yeah. of some simple things to just take a moment and step back, you know, people are so quick to like, point fingers and blame people mm-hmm. or judge people, you know, I've had people message me on my Instagrams, um, you know, because I have scarring all over my lungs, because I had COVID when COVID was a brand new thing that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had COVID very, very badly, I was bedridden for two months. Um, okay. And then I have scarring all over my lungs. So my breathing is very, very labored and to go from somebody who used to teach you know five classes a day uh and run on her free time and you know Mm -hmm. to not be able to talk and teach a 30 minute yoga video without panting is a Mm -hmm. lot (laughs) on one's ego um but you know I let go of that because you know I'm hopefully shedding light on you know what people think you know air quotes you know, fitness and health is supposed Mm -hmm. to look like, you know, fitness is internal as well. It's mental. It's as well as physical, you know, but I can't, you know, scarring on your lungs is, you know, people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, that means my lungs don't function like they're supposed to, you know, like imagine breathing through a straw and doing yoga. Like that's kind of the amount of oxygen my body gets. So yeah. And I had one woman message me on Instagram after one of my yoga videos and I laughed. I didn't even <laughs> care. Cause I was like, you, you obviously are dealing with some stuff. Cause she's yes, like, how dare. Oh yeah. She was like, how dare you try and promote the fact that you're a yoga and fitness instructor when <gasps> you can't even talk and do a 10 minute yoga flow. And I was like, I, I, I didn't even really care. I was kind of like, all right. So you took yeah, the time whatever. of your day to watch my video, first of all, when you weren't enjoying it. So why? Yeah. Uh, and then to message me a, a rude comment. Oh. And so I kind of like, I was like, all right, we're going to use this as a teaching moment. So like mm-hmm. I jumped on a live on Instagram and I was like, listen up people. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> why are you like, if you, nobody's duct taping your eyes open to watch my video. <laughs> like if you yeah. don't like what you're seeing, you can skip it, you know, like, yeah. And, you know, and I'm just like, you, you don't know what, you know, like for me to even get on a video and post myself trying to talk and work out and I'm huffing and puffing, like I've never worked out a day in my life. When I first did that, it was really hard on me because I'm like, I, I should be ABCD, right? Because fitness industry, health industry not just fitness the health industry you know you should look a certain way you should be able to do certain things and I was like I call BS you know (laughs) this is not true (laughs) you know health is more than you know lifting weights it's yeah that's part of it for sure for those that need that but you know health is you know mental as well and emotional and spiritual and you know if that's your thing and physical is definitely part of it too but our physical is so many layers yeah, like our physical is usually what people focus on the most, like, you know, but they're so unhappy. But I, yeah. but you know, I get my workout in and I can do an hour and a half worth of workout. Well, that's fantastic. And it truly is. But you know, are you happy? 
you know, are you happy in yeah, inside the person on the inside? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and again, so like you see with your, um, your lungs, is that something that's going to heal eventually? Or is that just the way you're, it's going to be, your lungs are going to be like this from, for now, for yeah, they, they don't know. Um, okay. I guess people that have had long, um, time effects from, COVID they're calling us long haulers which makes me uh-huh. feel like a transport truck so that's me <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know because they don't know enough right yeah. I I yeah. um I I don't know I don't know if the scarring is going to heal I don't really know much but I don't really dwell on it too much because from like when I have was you noticed really... an improvement like over time have you noticed okay my breathing has got slightly better or are you still is it still the same kind of yeah when when I was really ill um I couldn't even walk to the washroom and we have an ensuite or like you don't yeah. have to go far uh I it, I was winded I was dizzy like I couldn't do anything and then after about so two months I was bedridden that was the case and then after that um, I slowly started being able to like get out of bed and I could like crawl downstairs and sit on the couch, you know, that and like yeah. walking upstairs, we don't have a big house, <laughs> but yeah. walking upstairs, you know, it was like running and, you know, I've run half marathons and stuff and, you know, it was like running a half marathon and it was awful. And then I couldn't even walk my dogs. I have dogs and yeah. I love being outside and I love walking. That's a big therapy piece for me. Um, and I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't even walk them out back um without being so not just winded like your body gives out because you don't have that oxygen flowing around your body properly your body needs oxygen to move um you know and it took about I want to say another six months to be able to walk them and so now I've kind of plateaued um I've plateaued for quite a while so it's just kind of I just keep doing what I can do and you know, to the best of my abilities. And if I continue to heal, that's great. And if not, at least I can do what I can do. You know, you have to be thankful for what you can do. There's no point in crying about the fact that I can't do it. It's focus on what you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, that's a slippery slope, right? I I can understand like, yeah, I've been like, oh, shit, I used to be able to do ABC. But I can't. So wishing I used to be able to and wishing I could now that's a waste of energy. Um, you know, I'm going to focus on the fact that, yeah, at least I can hike with them now. Right. Because before I couldn't. So yeah, I'm so grateful every to have day, that. Like, yeah. Baby steps one day yep. at a time. So yep. what is next for finding feathers? Lots of goodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I'm re- releasing a, uh, a yoga program May 1st, um, a four week program. And um, it's more about building that routine for yourself, right? I've Mm -hmm. had a, I've worked with people for a very, very long time, like finding feathers online is new, but I've been working with people for, I can't even tell you, like 15 years or longer. Um, So I have a lot of experience um, building programs and helping people in different ways. Um, But, you know, with finding feathers, I'm releasing this program and it's, uh, you know, a tested, tested way that I help people reach their goals. You know, they say in order to get, build a new habit, you have to do something for 21 days, which is Mm -hmm. usually true. Some people, it takes a bit longer. Um, But with 
building a habit too, you have to make sure that that habit and what you're doing is obtainable, right? So if I say I want to practice yoga for 20 or, you know, I want to, I want habit, I rewind, I want to build yoga as my habit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I, you know, I, I pick a program and they're 30 minute videos. Well, for somebody who is either new to yoga or just getting back into yoga or is new to developing a healthy habit, 30 minutes every day Mm-hmm. is not obtainable for the majority of people. So I break it down where it's five minutes a day. It's just to get you into that habit of whatever it is. So I have a, the yoga ones being released this month. A fitness one is being released the following month. I have some energy programs and energy healings coming up as well um, that I'm working on super busy creating things just all to help people in different ways, right? So it's not just fitness or, or yoga. It's energetically it's you know um one-on-one all angles yeah because everybody's different and everybody has different layers of stuff that they're willing to work on whether that's just physical stepping on the mat for four weeks that's huge you know but building those healthy habits whatever they are um or you know healing like energy work goes super super deep where it heals you know this lifetime past lifetimes other timelines like it can go like as deep as you need it to go and there's (laughs) There's, you know, so many ways that there isn't and there's no limits to it, which, you know, and with energy work, what I'm very passionate about is um, you don't have to physically be with the person, right? So you can, you send it over distance because like you and I are talking now, um, you know, we're on opposite ends of the world, right? So, you know, energy is the same thing, you know, like, have you ever had a friend that you're like, oh, they pop into your mind and you check in with them? Well, you know, that's energy, you know, you're intuitively picking up on something that was up or, you know, yeah, you just, you you think of some, or then you thought of somebody and the next thing they appear or they have sent you a message or they come up on Instagram. But I started by saying, um, as I say with the podcast is if, you know, people who have turned their lives around in a positive way, and clearly that is something that you have done. I know it's still like a work in progress and there's still, I'm sure days that you kind of go, Oh, Fuck. yeah but life <laughs> if somebody yeah exactly if somebody is currently going through a difficult time at the minute what would your kind of the first kind of steps to take to um put them on the the path that you know that there is hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel that how they are living today doesn't necessarily as i've said already like your past doesn't define your future what would you advise them to do? Um, well, the first thing that they have to be is honest with themselves mm-hmm. about whatever it is that they're in or going through. Um, and to be honest with themselves if they're willing to do the work. It's yeah. one thing to want to heal, but it's another thing to actually put in the work to do it. Right. And it does take work, whatever, whether you're uh, getting out of a relationship or, um, you know, and that could be like, romantic or friendships right a lot of toxic Mm -hmm. friendships out there you know or you're you know you're trying to heal from trauma or whatever you know um is to be honest with yourself if you're willing to put in the work and if you are um finding somebody who resonates with you that can help you because we all need help I have help I have people who help me all the time right no person is no person is an island we and we shouldn't be we're not meant to be that way we're meant to help one another which is why we all go through stuff so we can help one another. 
mm-hmm. you know, and is to find somebody um, that they can talk to. You know, there's lots of free services out there. If it's emotional that you're going through, um, you know, to, you can reach out to myself, to you. I know your DMs are always open as well. You know, even if yeah. you're, you're not sure where to where to start is, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're not sure where to start, you know, contact, you know, yourself or myself or whoever. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can help you see where you want to go. You know, sometimes it's overwhelming. You know, sometimes yeah. you're in the thick of it and it's super overwhelming, but it's finding good support system and if you don't have one you know you can message myself and I'm just offering you up I'm voluntarily telling you that you're you know you're gonna help people but I know you I know that's what you do anyways right so you know and sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers than it is to people that you know um and you know sometimes you know with myself I have a lot of people who contact me for like a free chat and Mm -hmm. they they never become clients and that's okay because I give them enough yeah. what they need to start yeah. the journey. And that's yeah. what I'm here for. I'm not here for whatever. I'm not here to blow smoke up anybody's ass or anything. You know, yeah. I, I truly want everybody to live their happiest, healthiest life. Um, you know, and that means being honest with yourself, being honest if you're going to put in the work and asking for the help, you know, and, you yeah. know, there are safe spaces out there. There's safe communities, um, that you can join. Um, and, you know, whatever, whatever you're going through, find like minded people who are going mm-hmm. through that because you're not alone, whatever it is, you're not alone. There's always hope, isn't there? Yep. Yeah. Always hope. Crystal, thank you so, so much for um, joining me today. It's been a pleasure. And you oh my- are a pleasure. You are right back at you sister oh my gosh thank you so so much this was such an honor and I'm very grateful that you and I uh, have crossed paths and virtually met (laughs) yes very much so very much so so thank you Crystal thank you my friend your day and you as well catch up soon take care definitely okay bye bye Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe. And remember, if talking about it has got you thinking about it and you would like to share your story, get in touch. Until next time, take care.